welcome to the True Tabernacle podcast channel. We hope that you find encouragement and inspiration during one of our sermons, discussions, or interviews. For more information regarding our faith community, connect with us on Facebook at our True Tabernacle page. And while you're at it, hit subscribe to this channel to stay connected. still has some things he wants to do and accomplish here on the earth. Amen. So I'm just praying, Lord, whatever your time is, amen, we just want to be ready when that day happens. Well, this weekend we'll be celebrating the birth of Christ and uh, everybody will, their families and friends or whoever they're with. They are going to, uh, uh, a lot of things are going to be happening, but uh, let me just submit to you, don't leave Christ out of Christmas. Amen. That's the problem with our world today is they just kind of taking Christ out of everything and, and really he is the hope of glory and uh, we need to, uh, we need to leave him in. When he's involved... Man, great things can happen. And so we're excited that it's here. We will enjoy it. And amen. But he is the reason, as we say, for the season. Isaiah 7 and 14 tonight, if you will. Isaiah 7, 14. Thank you for coming uh, tonight. Uh, seems to be a lot of sickness kind of going around out there and, and uh a lot of other things happening. I, I do want to say again, thanks for praying for my wife. She's doing tremendous. When we went to the doctor Monday, um, he said to her, he said, so we are, are we uh, three weeks post-op? And she says, nine days. And he was like, oh. I'm like, wow, that's it. I'm thinking, that just lets me know that those guys don't remember who comes through that. They do so many surgeries that they don't have a clue. They just do them, and, and, uh, but she's doing fantastic. We thank the Lord for that. Amen? Praise God. Bible says here in Isaiah 7, 14, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Everybody say a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Everybody say Emmanuel. And that sound just reminded me to check my phone. Uh, that's what I thought. I hadn't turned mine off either. So, uh, praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Lord God, thank you for this day, for the hope that we have in you. You've seen this world in a mess, and you robed yourself in flesh, and you came and dwelt among us to bring us light and hope. I pray, God, tonight that in this little while while we're here, I pray that we would reconnect that with you and realize, Lord, you, you came for us, for people just like us. And I pray that you administer to us tonight in Jesus' wonderful name and everybody say amen. amen. God bless you. 
Man, turn to your neighbor and say, I'm so glad to see you here tonight. Man. I want to say again for those, for Banks or Remillards and all everybody else that was in, involved in the Thanksgiving dinner, thank you very much for that. People were uh, very touched by that. And it will be no different, Brother Banks, this Christmas. Amen. I think people's going to benefit greatly. And um, people that will take their time to do that, I pray the blessings of God upon them greatly. Amen. Anticipation. How many has ever anticipated something? It's not there yet, but it's coming. happens to me a little bit every time when my wife says, hey, I'm expecting a package. Uh, men, do those packages ever end? Or do they just seem to be there on the porch magically every day? I've learned now when I come in the house that I go to the door automatically before I go up the steps and I look out on the porch. And usually most of the time, yeah, there's, a, there's, a, there's some kind of a package out there. We don't have it yet, but we anticipate that it's coming. There's a lot of things in our life that, that we don't have, but we anticipate. This time of year is a great anticipation for a lot of people because they are expecting things that they have maybe asked for or hinted at, amen, down through the year. And men, I will say it again, no matter how many times your wife says, don't get me anything this year, we have this, 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 and do. Don't listen to her. Do not listen. Come on, men, do this with me. Do not listen to her. Make sure you get them something. Praise God. Because they don't really mean it when they say it. But they are anticipating that you take the hint and understand that they don't mean it. But we anticipate, we anticipate. As kids, you remember kids growing up, even if you came from a poor family and you, do, you weren't going to get a lot, you anticipated something. And you anticipate it because you know that somebody, you know, there's a lot of people in the world today, they don't have anybody that really cares for them. They're just kind of on their own. There's a lot of children out there that Christmas to them is just a, another day and they don't really, they don't have anybody to get them anything. That's sad. I, I, I wish I could, I wish I had enough finances to be able to take care of the kids that, that don't get for Christmas. Amen. Moms and dads just spend their money on everything else. They can do what they want to do, but they're kids. Amen. Anticipation. Amen. And sometimes we wonder, you know, that package looks pretty. I had to pack a bunch of them up, you know, for my grandkids and stuff, and it looks pretty. And then when they go to open in the presents, they just rip and tear and destroy. You're thinking, man, I spent, you know. But it's the anticipation to see what's underneath the wrapping. God. Everybody say God. God in the Old Testament was a spirit. It was possible to have a relationship with God, but only on a very limited basis. When you look down through the scripture, you consider that after 
Adam, only Seth uh, as well as Enoch and Noah were said to have served God, where the Bible says they served him. Out of all the thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands of people born after Adam, the Bible only records where three men served God. Three men. Then you come to find a man by the name of Noah, another 2,000 years passed until we finally get to a man by the name of Abraham. The Bible said Abraham and Melchizedek are the only two people of their generation that are said to have, everybody say, served God. And then you come down through the quarters of time to Isaac and you get to Jacob and Jacob's sons. And then 400 years later, we get to a man called Moses who was given the law by God. And in that law, the law allows for limited contact with God, but only by a very special class of people that we read the Bible, we know them as priests. It was not designed for the common everyday man to have a real relationship with God. It was the, the only thing that the law did was to provide a way to roll judgment back for the sins for one more year. Everybody say one year. You come on down to a King David, and King David became, the Bible classified him as a man after God's own heart. And here was a man who was not a priest, but still managed to build a strong relationship with Almighty God. But when you look at his sons, his sons did not follow his footsteps. You have a man in the Bible by the name of Job, a righteous man, if ever any, a righteous man existed, and he wrote these words in the 23rd chapter of the book of Job in verse 3, when he simply said, Oh, that I... Oh, that I knew where I might find him, that I might come even to his seat. There was a longing for a relationship, communication. Job expresses his desire to find God, to come, as Scripture says, to his seat or to his throne. He desired that. You see, folks, when you... When you when you really desire or you anticipate, you want to talk to God, there's, you, you have to talk to Him. There has to be a desire. There has to be an anticipation that when I talk to Him, God's going to touch my life. Because these men felt that way because God was a distant voice to His people. He spoke to Moses. And the people stayed below the mountain. He spoke to the judges and they carried out his will. He spoke to the prophets and they told the people what God had said. I don't know about you today, but I'm glad that, that, that I don't have somebody else telling me the will of God or what the voice of God or what God wants us to know. I'm still glad that you and I now can experience that for ourselves. Not a distant voice. A distant voice. 
there was real no, no real connection. Read through the Bible and you'll sense it as you kind of go through it. There was no real connection with God on an individual basis. You know, one person, one time a year, the high priest got to enter in <clears throat> to his presence in the holies of holies. And, and understand this, that as you study it out, that was a once-in-a-lifetime occurrence. God was not someone that the common man could reach. He was distant. He was remote. He wasn't close. There was a divide. There, there was a divide, a, 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 a chasm of sin that, that separated God from man. And there was no way that man could bridge that gap to be able to come to God. But then there are the words of Isaiah the prophet telling the people that God will give them a sign. What kind of a sign? He said a virgin shall conceive and bring forth a son. Well, what is so special about this child? They'll call him Emmanuel. Being interpreted, God, God. God, here with us. The L, God. Everybody say God. The L, God. The God of the Old Testament. Born into the world of men. See, folks, this is what Christmas is all about. The same God that spoke the worlds into existence. The same God that brought the Israelites out of Egyptian bondage. Now with us. The same God that gave the law into the hands of Moses on Mount Sinai. Now with us. The same God that caused manna to fall from heaven to feed the nation of Israel. Now with us. That same God that destroyed the walls of Jericho now with us. The same God that healed Naaman the leper now with us. That same God that spoke to Moses from a burning bush now with us. That same God that was the fourth man in the fiery furnace with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego now with us. That same God that stopped the mouths of lions from tearing into Daniel now with us. That same God now with us. No longer just a distant prophecy. No longer just a wish or a hope. Now it has become a fulfillment, a real and living person, Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God with us. Oh, clap your hands and praise him. Hallelujah, he's worthy. Amen, what a wonderful Savior we have. So, Jesus... Our Emmanuel. Before the birth of Jesus, an angel confirmed to Joseph, his earthly father, who Jesus really was. In fact, we'll go to Matthew, the first chapter, and let me read verses 20 to 23. 
Here's what it says. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name. Say it real loud. For he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the, of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. I'm just glad that you can feel the presence of God. Hallelujah. So what does Emmanuel really mean? When you look at God in the Old Testament, he was a provider. Everybody say provider. Provider fell from heaven. Jesus fed the 5,000. And the Bible says after that there were 12 baskets left over. He healed the sick. When you study the life of Christ, you see that he went about doing miracles. He raised the dead. Amen. Gave the law. Jesus rephrased the law. Love God. Love your neighbor. Fulfill the law. No longer now was God a distant voice out there somewhere that you longed for, you wanted to hear. No longer. But now he was with us. Now he could feel our pain. We could talk with him. The common man now could come to Jesus. Even to the point that the children were coming to him. He simply said when they tried to shoo him away, no, don't do that. Suffer him not to come to me. And he put him on his, put his hands on him and blessed him. Everybody said bless him. So we, 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 turn to your neighbor and say you. You can have a relationship with him. Amen. Humanity could not come to deity. No longer just a high priest once a year, once a, once a lifetime, but now ordinary people could come and have fellowship with him. You know, it ought to amaze us. It ought to amaze us that, that, that you and I, we have, we have the ability, amen, to, to every moment we live and every day we live, amen, to talk to him. From the time our eyes open in the morning to the time we close them at night, we have the ability to talk to Emmanuel. God with us. Amen. No longer is that in the hands of a high priest, but now you and I can go to him by ourselves. Mary, Martha, Lazarus, there was nothing for particular religious about these three it does not say that they were that they descended from priesthood or that they had a religious upbringing and yet they were able to gain the same status as Abraham as they became the friends of God Jesus God with us you look at Zacchaeus was not an honest man he was not well he was not a well-liked man amen he was a tax collector Yet it was Zacchaeus who Jesus decided to go and sit down and eat with. 
and take the ridicule of everybody else. Zacchaeus would have never been allowed in the temple. He never would have gotten into the holies of holies. But here was God manifest in the flesh, sitting at his table. Jesus, God with us. Peter, James, John, they were not educated in the law. They were not pro prominent social citizens of that day and time. They were poor, unlearned fishermen. They had no hope of really knowing God through the law, yet Jesus called them to be his disciples. Think about that for a moment. Don't ever sit around and think God can never use me. Don't ever sit around and just kind of kind of have a little pity party on yourself and think, well, God can use them and God can use their talent. God can use this or that or whatever. No, if God will pick a Peter, James, and John, amen, then we're, we, we, he can pick us too. He called them his disciples. For three and a half years, they spent every day with the Lord. <clears throat> they listened to his teachings. They marveled at his miracles. You know what's more, most important? Is they recorded it all. For the rest of us in the world to be able to read about it. They weren't prophets. They weren't priests. But they had a deep abiding relationship with God. That's why I always say, we, we, you and I, we make the decision how close we are going to be with him or not. It's within our hands, our grasp. We make that decision. We can still see Jesus in a manger. We can still see the shepherds or whatever and hear the story and kind of think, oh, that's good. Or we can get on the journey of knowing him. Reaching for him. Getting a hold of it. To know, I want to know him. God with us. But you understand, Emmanuel, even in the realm of Emmanuel, it was limited. If you were not in the land of Israel, you did not get to know Jesus. You could not be with Jesus every single moment. Nobody was. There were times that Jesus was alone. We read about it. If you were not born in the same time, you did not get to know him. Those that, were, those that were there got to experience the fullness of, of Emmanuel. But, but, but what about the rest of the world? What about everybody outside of Israel? God was not with them, so to speak. But, you know, Jesus, 
in John 14. He gave a, a solution in a prophecy of his own in the 14th chapter of the book of John, verses 17 18. Let's read this together. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him. Why? For he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. And then he says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come <clears throat> to you. So he was letting them know. He confirmed that he was indeed Emmanuel. But he said here, I, I will dwell with you. I'm here with you now. I am the fulfillment of the prophecy of Isaiah. <clears throat> I am Emmanuel, but I will not always be with you in this same way. This time, this, this time of Emmanuel will cease. But he says, don't worry. I will no longer be with you in a physical form. But he said, the day will come when I shall be in you. John 7, 37 to 39. What does this mean? He says here, in the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried saying, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of, his belly, out of this belly shall flow rivers of living water. Now notice, he, but this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Jesus came to be Emmanuel, but he came to be more than just Emmanuel of the ancient times. We know that he died. We celebrate uh, the, the, his resurrection at Easter, but after his death and burial, we read the story. He was resurrected again to life. He was glorified. Now, the prophetic word that he spoke now was going to be fulfilled. Amen. His spirit was going to be given. No longer was it just Jesus walking beside us but now it was the Spirit of the Lord inside us. <coughs> Excuse me. Emmanuel, God with us. Emmanuel today was not there in the land of Israel. I was not born at that time. I never got the opportunity to talk to the Lord, never got the chance to walk with Him. I, I, have not, I was not witness of His mighty miracles or or I was not there to listen to his teaching on those days. I wasn't there when he fed the 5,000. I wasn't there during the day, the upper room experience that spilled out into the streets. Amen. But what I did receive was his spirit. How many glad you received the spirit of God? God in us. Amen. That same God that spoke the worlds into existence now in us. The same God that brought the Israelites out of Egypt, Egyptian bondage now <coughs> with us. The same God that gave the law into the hands of Moses on Mount Sinai now with us. The same God that caused manna to fall from heaven to feed the nation of Israel now with us. How many glad he's with you? 
The same God that destroyed the walls of Jericho in us now. That same God that healed Naaman the leopard in us. That same God that spoke to Moses through the burning bush now in us. That same God, amen, that fourth man in the fiery furnace with Shadrach, Meshach, Meshach and Abednego now with us. That same God that stopped the mouths and lines of Daniel now in us. Now in us. I don't know how you feel tonight. But I feel this way, that going into Christmas, going into that great day, I realize that it's not Jesus in a manger anymore. I realize that long time ago there was a plan of action that was put in action. Amen. There had to be a savior for lost humanity. There had to be a sacrificial lamb. Amen, there, that, that the sin had, had created such a, a, a chasm that there was no way that you could bridge it other than the fact that there had to be a, a, a sacrificial lamb. Blood had to be shed. So when we go into this weekend, we must realize that now we have a promise. Emmanuel is with us, not just with us, but he is in us. And this is the message that the world needs to know. Emmanuel. People say, how can I get this spirit of the Lord for myself? Peter gave that answer on the day of Pentecost. And I'm going to close with this. Acts, the second chapter. Verses 36 to 39. Notice what it says. Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and they said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Peter said, so glad you asked. My words. He said, You got to repent. You got to be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Folks, what we see at Christmas is our very hope today. <clears throat> you can have this relationship. Anybody can have it. Anybody can receive it. It's not just for a select group of people. It's just not somebody you have to go to to go to God for you. But you can go on your own behalf. You can call on his name. You can get close to him. So I say to you tonight, on this Wednesday night, Paul puts it this way, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen. 
Christ in you, the hope of glory. So we could raise our hands with assurance that he hears me, he sees me, he knows me, he lives in me. He's with me wherever I go. This Emmanuel, Jesus Christ, God in me. What do you think about that tonight? <clears throat> How many's glad that you have that opportunity? Let's stand together. Let's raise our hands and just thank you for it right now. Just thank you for it. Thank you. Say, God, I'm, I thank you for the opportunity that I can come into your presence. I thank you for the opportunity I can call upon you and you will hear my, my, my call. You will answer my prayer. I thank you tonight that your ear is not deaf toward us. I thank you, Lord, for the opportunity, Lord, that I have tonight to receive you into my life. I thank you, Lord, for the opportunity that I have tonight to repent of my sins. I thank you, Lord, for the opportunity of baptism for the remission of those sins. I thank you, Lord, tonight, amen, for the opportunity that I have to be filled with your Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Your birth is more than just a story. Your birth is about the saving of humanity. Your birth is about a message of salvation. And Lord, we want to thank you tonight that we've had the opportunity to hear that message and to be free from our sins and be filled with your Spirit. And I pray, God, as we walk in this earth, Lord, you walk with us, you lead us, you guide us, you go with us as we minister to the people of this world to let them know through our testimony what you have done for us. You are wonderful, God. You love us very much. And Lord, because of you, as Paul said, we have hope. Amen. In glory. So touch us tonight, Lord Jesus. Going through the next few days, the weather's going to get rough, but we know that you're with us. Keep your hand upon us. Lord, touch those, those that are less fortunate, Lord, those that it won't be a happy time at Christmas. But God, help us to reach them. Help us to be able to find them. Help us to comfort them and to give them this message of hope that, Lord, you love them, we love them. We want to see them succeed. We want to see them have a smile on their face. So, God, I pray, Lord, touch those that are going through heartaches and pains, separations and sicknesses. I pray, God, as a church, let us lift them up in prayer and be there with them, Lord God. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. And everybody say amen.